Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. So, uh, Drew, I don't know how you feel about Aaron Rodgers uh, and his personality and how annoying he's become. Um, <laughs> okay. you, should, you should feel like he's gotten a little bit annoying. Yeah, I, I have. Uh, I, I've been surprisingly disappointed in Aaron Rodgers over the last like several months. I, yeah. I, I wasn't a fan necessarily, but I really, I almost as, I think we've talked about before, but as successful as he's been with teams over the years, I still felt like he was underrated. I mean, I feel like he's, yeah. his performance as an athlete is just unbelievable. And so to see him just devolve into like this uh, Howard Hughes-esque kind of figure <laughs> is really disappointing to me. He's not even though, uh, I think like, I think he's not even committed that, enough maybe. And it's not anything to do honestly per se with anything specifically said about vaccines or anything like that. I just feel like he's this guy who, uh, he's yeah. turned into the cliche athlete that wants to, wants people to know that he's much more than an athlete. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's upset if you take anything he says seriously. So right. like, he wants he wants both sides of it. So the latest was when he told Pat McAfee that he had done this Pancha Karma cleanse. Um, and he started off by basically saying, well, uh, my detractors who haven't been through uh, some of the hardships that I have been, I'm paraphrasing uh, here, wouldn't understand what it's like. Say so he starts off with this passive aggressive jab before he goes into how uh, how grateful he is now and how evolved he is because he's done this Pancha Karma cleanse. So immediately everybody started searching, what the hell is this Pancha Karma cleanse? And it's it's honestly it's hard to find a whole lot of details about it. I went straight to the source, the Ayurveda Institute of Indian Medicine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, the problem with this is, uh, to, to put it real quickly, just as a quick rundown, this is what it goes. It's five steps. Vomin, which is the administration of drugs that induce a severe spell of vomiting to clean the upper mm. gut. Uh, Virachan, which is forced diarrhea that purges and cleanses the bowel. And it's mm. bowel, it's bowel, not bowels. So I don't know if that's like a standard. Uh, is that, does each person only have one bowel, and then collectively it's bowels? Yeah, or the oh. treatment just gets the one. Oh, yeah, it's targeted. Yeah, it's, like it's, a targeted oh, it's very, Yeah, it's very targeted. It's just uh, the one. Yeah. 
Basti, which is a medicated enema used to clean the accumulated toxins throughout the colon. Uh, Nasia, step four, nasal administration of medicated oil to cleanse the accumulated toxin. So in the picture I saw, you lay on your back and it's almost like they looks like a little mini waterboarding with a nasal dropper. They mm. drop it in. Oh, but first they they coat your nose with ghee, which is clarified butter underneath the right. Uh, ghee shows up a lot in here, everybody. So uh, ghee is just it's clarified butter. Ghee is the Indian name for it. Uh, and they they recommend this in several portions of the treatment. Well, it's, the- it's an it's an exotic word, you see. So it's uh, it's more effective. It sounds a lot better than clarified butter. Right. I've, I've yeah. been using yeah. it for a long time. <laughs> Honestly, with uh, the bulletproof coffee. That's the. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. But where it's MCT oil and ghee and I fight it and fight it, and I don't want to believe that it's actually effective. And there's all kinds of pseudoscience surrounding that, too. But it actually does a pretty good job with me for just suppressing my appetite. I'll have it yeah. for breakfast and uh, then off, off, off you go. Um, yeah. Step five of the procedure is the Rakta Makshana. Nailed it. It's a procedure done to cleanse the blood. In one of the little write-ups I saw, it said that leeches have been used as an alternative to bloodletting. So I don't know how mm. they I don't know how they let the blood. I, I looked at 10 different articles, and obviously I could have gone deeper into it, but I I didn't get a lot of detail on any of this. What's your what's your first and when you find out that Aaron Rodgers did a 12-day version of this, is this something that intrigues you? Are you gonna would you would you be interested in trying this? Um no. I what would I, not be interested in trying this. What if I told you that it's done for cleansing, balancing, healing, and rejuvenation, and it's supposed to eliminate toxins from your body, strengthen your immune system, and relax your mind and body through the upper and lower purging? Uh my what if i told you that was like a solid solid uh mlm pitch i guess the 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 challenge i have with this stuff is that anytime i hear the words uh toxins or cleanse yeah in almost any kind of product or service or any kind of offering i'm immediately like off put i just feel like that is that is a generic kind of jargon that gets thrown out there that is like, like i don't know what you mean by toxins I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what is it cleansing exactly? When it purifies the blood, what does that even mean? What yeah, are you purifying? Is. What's the, it's like, I don't, so I don't want to uh, ruin anybody's, like ran on anyone's parade who's really into just routine uh, forced diarrhea, but <laughs> it's just like, not. Nah, I don't, I don't buy it. I just don't believe I, in it. I find myself naturally skeptical, and, but then I also kind of pull back and say, all right, there's uh, people do claim some benefit from this. And maybe it's just placebo. Maybe right. maybe one quarter of what they're doing actually does some beneficial thing. Maybe some of it's damaging. So I always try to I try to first look at, OK, are you doing any harm by doing this? Mm-hmm. And that's where it's tough, because I don't know what I, I don't know what actual medic medicines they're giving or anything. This sounds harmful to me. This sounds harmful to me. Some of I mean, it. I mean, they flat out say medicine, which is another word for either uh, drug or yeah. herb. And a lot of yeah. herbs have drug-like effects. Just because it's an herb doesn't mean that it can't hurt you. Correct. Uh, yeah, it does not mean it medicated. What is that? I don't know what you're putting in that enema fluid. Like I, I, that's. I always I'm, I'm go suspicious. Back. Yeah, as a reminder to that, I always whenever somebody tries to sell me on something because it's all natural, I yeah. I go and do a bunch of opium and get hooked on opium <laughs> and almost die. I'm like, well, I thought it was all natural. It to was, prove uh, a point, well, just I mean, to hell. spite you. What the hell? <laughs> Right. I, I'm glad you brought up the toxin stuff because 
that is something that honestly, uh, it's frustrating because there are some things that toxins are obviously uh, really bad for it, like uh, Lyme disease um, or various molds and bacteria and everything. But it's gotten hijacked by so many different people that sell some product to remove toxins or release the toxins from your body. So my wife goes through that, too. She has a she has an autoimmune disorder and it's kind of understudied and a lot of the people that identified it are actual toxicologists but as soon as you start yeah. talking about toxins you can see people's eyes kind of glaze over and like oh here we go here, yeah you're gonna try yeah to get me in a robe and start chanting and yeah you're selling me crystals again mm-hmm. yeah and including including when you talk to doctors about it because they've had so many of their patients that have been <laughs> that come to them with pseudoscience oh, yeah. when you're like uh, like I've, I've actually stacked up paper copies of studies for doctors before trying to explain this stuff and it's really frustrating but um but uh, so i i don't know if I, I think the biggest thing i would have the hardest part i'd have with this or at least i thought because i tried to do like a like a, a non-spiritual um non-yin and yang based version of this starting yesterday mm-hmm. I read that you start off eating three days of nothing but ghee, the clarified butter. So I started off yesterday doing nothing but bulletproof coffees. So it'd be ghee and MCT oil, which is coconut oil. And, and that's not that big of a deal. I've done that before where I would basically like super low carb. Uh, but then but this is where I I didn't follow everything completely because for one. So you didn't eat. You didn't eat at all. You didn't, I didn't eat anything. I'm going to tell you how it went from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I didn't eat anything. I just had ghee and MCT oil and coffee after after 12 p.m. I switched over to decaf coffee. Um, but the, the actual Panchakarma cleanse, you eat a mono diet of kitchari and ghee, as well as essential restrictions on cold drinks, cold food, caffeine, white sugar. I mean, I have caffeine. I can't I can't give that up. Recreational yeah. drugs, I suppose I could for a while, um, or alcohol <laughs> and dairy products, except that, okay, ghee is a dairy product, but whatever. Yeah, dude. that's, <laughs> yeah, right. They remove clarified butter, they remove all the, the milk protein, the, uh, the, the lactose, lactose, all of that. Yeah. So it ends up just being like a pure fat. But yeah. uh, so, so I did that. And I think the first three days in some of these versions, you actually do do nothing but ghee. But this is what I messed up is that you're supposed to you're supposed to not do much other than like sit around and meditate. I mess up with all these things whenever I go like super low carb or anything. And I just figure, well, you know what? While we're here, why don't I also ride the stationary bike for two hours? And really <laughs> right. out a lot of the yeah, exactly. So I yeah. did. And I felt great because I ignored all the advice about no caffeine. I upped the Adderall a little bit yeah. <laughs> and I was a I was a freaking machine, Drew. Uh, and then yeah. I also, when I got to noon, now look, I recognize that this is uh, this is an Indian protocol. Um, so my my choice of dinners was probably definitely not part of this. Was I ate a, a pound of ground beef? Very okay, got a very it. a very yeah. cow heavy diet. And yeah, very, um, very classic Indian cuisine. Yeah, yeah but I'm gonna just like I'm, all beef. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say I just. But I, I said all right, I'm gonna just gonna experiment with this a little bit and see how I do. And then I did extra breathing exercises at night. I don't, I don't meditate per se, but I do breathing exercises for like 10 to 30 minutes sometimes. So I did like reads, reads like the most cliche gym bro meathead routine 
and not like a typical. Yeah, I ate a pound of beef. I, yeah. uh, I also took extra Adderall. I've <laughs> been drinking a lot of coffee and I worked out. Uh, no, 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 no. I was getting in touch with my uh, uh, Kama Sutra and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, when I repackage this and try to sell it online, I think I will add in a few <laughs> chants along the way or something. Yeah, when I co-op this uh, fake uh, cleanse. Yeah, the, S- the SP91 diet. I think uh, that- I like that. Yeah. You could well, you probably could broify it in a lot of ways and kind of have some positive affirmations and everything, but just like broify it and be like, dude, I am jacked. <laughs> like, dude, yeah, I just am 100 percent Ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna get in my way. And I just these calves are big. These calves are big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is there's something about Aaron Rodgers where it feels a little bit like that. It, when when he talks about some of this stuff, it feels like that Silicon Valley bro who is into meditation and oneness with the universe and wanting to understand humans as a whole. Also, he can dominate his competition <laughs> and rule the world. You right. know, like I was yeah. really you can really sense you gotta, you gotta kill your ego and you gotta understand that we are all one in that way. I will become a billion dollar company. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. This, I mean, this is just like a phenomenon, I think, with a ton of athletes or just people in entertainment or anything else, because you just can't really. It's the the headspace to be able to be as dynamic and successful and competitive as he is. Yeah, it's it's not uh, mutually exclusive from thinking that you are exceptional at all times. Right. So I feel like they get really seduced by these sort of outside the norm kind of protocols and treatments and processes because that makes them special. They have access to it. They have access to it and they can, you know, execute in a way that normal people can't. So it's like, yeah, that's where, um, that's where it gets a little bit annoying when he, when he starts recommending this to everybody, dude, dude, you just did a 12 day cleanse where you did nothing but meditate and sat around and thought about gratitude um, I'm guessing at a pretty expensive place, or you had somebody come in and had and, and helped you out with it. Like that's not necessarily acceptable to the average bro. And he prefaced it, he prefaced it by explaining that people who haven't been through the hardships that he has wouldn't understand it. Like, dude, settle the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're you're being broadcast out. Yeah. McAfee's got millions of, of viewers. He's awesome. But yeah. he's telling millions of people out there, you probably wouldn't understand it unless you've had it rough like me. Did you know that my family and I don't get along? Oh, sorry, uh, Aaron. I forgot. I forgot that that's unique to you. It, like, yeah, dude, we wouldn't know what that's like to be estranged from anyone in our family. Yeah, yeah Ro- Rogers doesn't understand that, yes, he makes tens of millions of dollars a year and there's a whole bunch of stress that comes on with that and expectations or neediness from family members. There are a lot of people out there who make $50,000 a year. And because of that, they have family members who are a drain on them. You know, like it's not, it's not unique to you that you have issues with your family or people have high expectations of you or anything like that. So yeah, he's, he's lost the thread. He's lost the thread, I think in in a pretty profound way, which is tragic. We all, we all needed him. Come back, come back to ground. <laughs> I was relying on that. I was going to watch movies that is and TV shows that his former fiance is on and everything. And now who's I don't, that? 
Oh, it's her, you know, that girl, that woman that he was with. I don't know. Oh, Olivia Munn. No, not Olivia Munn. No, 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 no. He was with um, he was with this other actress or actor, I think uh, but you, this uh, this woman that I'd never really seen her before. But it, she's like a bona fide. She's a bona fide Hollywood person. And she said that she didn't she barely knew anything about football. Shailene Woodley. So there were rumors that Shailene oh, Woodley and Aaron Rodgers had been uh, that it that they'd been broken up. But one of the one of the people he thanked in this statement was Shailene Woodley. He thanked her for letting him chase after her for uh, a couple of months. And apparently some See, people think she's he, he's back with her. Don't you think that there's like a version of Aaron Rodgers that is really funny? And, oh, yeah, and yeah. it, it kind of makes me irritated that he's not just that version, because I'm like, man, you could be way more entertaining and I way more he, charismatic. But I, he, I, I think he sometimes loses his own level of sarcasm oh no 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 i think he's i i I think he is this guy and you i know you know a few guys like this they are he's a very intelligent guy um and he doesn't like being pigeonholed in as an athlete and there's parts of him that probably because he's intellectually curious he kind of wonders what it might have been like if he'd gone off and done something else and uh like i and they don't want to be cliches. But the ironic thing about that is that you become a cliche uh, of that guy. Like you are that cliche. You're the athlete who wants to be known as more than just an athlete. And it's it's kind of a rough spot to be in. I like yeah. and honestly, I, in all seriousness, I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have problems or hardship, and they are unique to just him. Uh, it's just that it's annoying when he acts like you know people couldn't understand his hardships because yeah, he's such a unique really guy. Do. I think yeah. that. Um, I think that what happens with athletes is that at that time of life, when they would be exploring and kind of experimenting and finding out what they really want to be they're they're playing football yeah. because why wouldn't you? So that's yeah. the, that's a conflict for them. So yeah. This- and I think there's a, they lose, they lose track on how, I mean, like, and I you, I'm, imagine you went through this. I mean, I did too, where you get done and you probably underappreciated the actual amount of time and energy and effort it takes to get good at anything else. You yeah. neglect that you spent your entire life. Yeah. It's like the 10,000 hours bullshit where, you know, you've been training to be excellent at football a lot longer, maybe than you realized. And you're not going to be able to just like walk into broadcasting like Jason Witten and Tony Romo and just crush it like yeah. those guys do. Um, and then get fired almost immediately because they're terrible. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm just like, it, it's hard to appreciate how difficult anything outside of what you've actually been doing really is until you get into it. And you're you still have the ego that tells you you're awesome. Yeah, so that's like, the, the, the ego is the problem is that yeah. a lot of guys. That's why guys get into financial trouble. The, the guys yeah. that don't just blow their money, but like just kind of genuinely get into financial trouble. It's a uh, it's because you've got a, a healthy amount of delusions of grandeur. Right. And everything right. you've got this attitude that everything's going to work out because why wouldn't it? Because you've been able to make things work out before. So mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, yeah, be, I think guys get too aggressive or too optimistic with some of the financial stuff. Right. It's, a, it's a really good point, Drew, about the underestimation of just how long and how many hours it takes to get good at whichever profession you end up going into. Because I. You did the same thing. I mean, you started off in your post-football career. You were close to 30, right? When you were... Yeah. Yeah. 
and you got really good at what you were doing quickly, but it wasn't, but you were like five, six, seven years behind everybody else. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, there was a lot of, you know, I mean, it's so cliche, but it was a lot of like fake it till you make it kind of mentality. And then truly was like, I absolutely was a fraud forever <laughs> and you know it was so much you know and then i'd go home and look in the mirror and then feel bad because you know, i was lying to everyone constantly all the time but then uh i would just sleep on a pile of money you know and it just made me feel better so well is it because you were working for a you were also working for a surgical sales company that specializes yeah, doing, in hiring mm-hmm. former athletes so that was it was a smart move right. by you because you went to the right environment where they they kind of know exactly what your strengths are and how to play yep. to them Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was actually a great transition. What was your uh, so I can say, you know, I don't, I'm scared of that company for some reason, because they hire nothing but super aggressive. They uh, do. Like super, they really do. I, I yeah. feel like they're litigious. Um, so I'm not going to I'm definitely not going to say it now. But you you had like what percentage of your coworkers were former college or pro athletes? Oh, probably at least, you know, and we were in the busiest market in the country, you know, that Houston medical center area. So probably at least two thirds. Yeah. Yeah. At least. And I mean, which I don't know if that sounds like a lot or not a lot to people, but I mean, you're looking for people that were essentially professional athletes. Yeah. You know, I mean, you had guys that were playing, you know, like champions league soccer, you had guys, you know, that were all, all across the board at the very least, they all played college sports. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and if they weren't, then they absolutely fit just the prototype of someone who would have anyways, just hyper aggressive, hyper competitive, you know, personality types. Yeah, so. it, it's not like you were just former athletes. They they select for the former athletes that were super gym rats and like super competitive. Oh, big like time. Captains yeah. on their team, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's I mean, it's it's, the you know, they have a like a mandatory. I think you took two Gallup polls before your first interview. Because they wanted to, you know, confirm exactly what this personality type was. And I remember the guy that referred me to it, he told me, he's like, uh, just make sure you answer, you know, honestly, but also the most extreme answer uh, available yeah. to you. So they would say things like, yeah, on a scale of one to 10, you know, how important is it for you to win? And you're like, oh, 11. Yeah. It's 11. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's 11. I, You know what? Yeah. I actually took that because I was kind of wondering what to do. I knew you and a couple other guys that had worked at uh, it's Striker anyway. So it's yeah. Striker. They're, they're not going to sue me for saying like, wow, they've got an incredible corporate culture. So, <laughs> right. They're too good. They are too good. Yeah. So um, like I remember I took that. What's it called? It's not called. A, it's not called a Gallup. It's, um, it's some kind of personality quiz. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, uh, there's so many now. But I remember I took it and then I after afterwards, I talked to you and I was like, oh, yeah, they're not going to like my profile because I remember that <laughs> even, there were some questions that were I could tell. I looking on it afterwards, some of the questions were like, if one of your coworkers is struggling with something, how important is it for you to help him out? And I think like the answer I gave was like, oh, it's incredibly important. And in hindsight, I think it the answer probably should have been like, Nah, that's up to him to figure out. I got, I got, right. to figure out. <laughs> right. I got to worry about number one, guys. Like yeah. that's what right. it wasn't. Somebody else had told me this. Like they're not necessarily looking for the best people on earth. They're looking no. for people that are just incredibly driven to succeed. And, yeah, yeah, I, totally. I agree. And that's, uh, you know, I mean, I actually probably have some friends that that listen to this too that I used to work with there too. So, you know, these guys would be excluded from this, but that absolutely is true. It was kind of my first foray <laughs> into meeting like some real piece of shit people 
you know, that work in the professional <laughs> world. There's absolutely a fact. I, what, I mean, I think I told you about this. I don't even remember my first year there. I almost fought the guy, my boss in a parking yeah. lot. Yeah. 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 I was and they like, probably, okay. did, do yeah. you think, do you think the supervisor over that boss actually was kind of impressed by you for it? Uh, 1000% because he called me in the next day. And I remember it was like the scene from happy Gilmore when uh, Shooter McGavin is like talking trash, you know, to the big guy and then the big guy just stops and he's like, okay. And then I'll see you in the parking lot after the tournament. <laughs> yeah. And it was like my, you know, this guy who had just been total Napoleon complex with me forever for no good reason, other than I was bigger than him basically. And, you know, I also still had that like hyper testosterone situation going on from playing sports. And uh, he's like, He's uh, he told me to do something that was completely unreasonable. So I, was, I just told him, I was like, okay, great. Well, I'm going to be there early and I'll just see you in the parking lot. And we'll take care of this. <laughs> I just was like, fire me, fire me. That's fine. And I remember I, I pull up to the hospital. I'm just burning myself alive on this pod right now, but and I, I pull up to the hospital and I get a call from our office and uh, it's our, it's our uh, manager. And he's like, Hey, uh, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just hanging out, just waiting for Brian to get here. What's going on? He's like, uh, he's like, hey, why don't you come into the office? I said, uh, okay. So I go in, and I'm like fully embracing that I'm about to get fired. And uh, I go in, and he's like, why don't you have a seat? You know, sit down. And he's like, uh, how you doing? And yeah. I was like, I'm fine. I feel great. How how are you? And he's like, <laughs> good, good. He's like, hey, so here's the deal. Um, we just can't have you beating up uh, our, your peers. We yeah. just, you can't you can't physically fight other guys on the team, you know. And I was like, "Oh, I get it. Yeah, I understand." So should I just grab my stuff? Or and he was like, "Oh no, no. I mean, we all we all want to fight him. We all. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. Like we've all wanted to. And uh, I mean, I kind of wanted you to. I mean, I, you know, I get it. It's really frustrating. And um, why don't we just find someone else that you like better? And I was like, oh, good. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. And I was that's, like, wow, this is this is a unique situation of this company. Like, that's I can't uh, imagine that working anywhere else. I know somebody that was when he was when he went into the army, he was whatever they call it when you're like in charge of your platoon when you're right. training. Through basic leader, training. Sorry yeah. to any military people that I'm completely, uh, you know, embarrassing right now. Um, right. But it's uh, it, like he was the so he was it's almost like being the, you know, class president or whatever. But of your of your of your trainees there. And I guess like they were measuring this group through the whole process and they were doing really well. But it was also because um this this friend of mine, this was back in like the 1960s, um, was kind of a psychotic badass who was just threatening to beat the shit out of people if they didn't do things right. right. <laughs> Translates well into the regular world. And it was like, uh, so he got called into the, the commanding officer's <laughs> place one morning. He's like, hey, you guys are doing really, really well, but uh, I'm getting reports that you're just threatening to beat people up. And he was like, yeah, what of it? <laughs> That's like, the results. Are we, are we training to go to war here? <laughs> yeah, what are we? Are we training to be, to be best friends? We're not. But, are yeah, we? but I wonder, did you military, want to fight? I, yeah. I feel like in the military, like they actually, though, they mean that because you got to follow protocol and everything. Right. I don't think that. I think the CEO was probably genuinely pissed off that he was threatening to fight these because it was it was like it was classic. The story, the way the guy tells it, 
maybe I'll have him on sometime. And if, if he wants his name used and he can tell it was just say it was this guy, uh, this this big dude who came from like a rough, a, a rough part, a uh, rough town and just thought he was the crap and was trying to give lip and everything to to my friend and just one so my my friend who was also like was is not very big at all and real real tough but people wouldn't know it was like all right let's right. go let's go and uh we're you me you follow me and we're gonna go over there and i'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> so he starts walking off towards the woods and he walks off in front of this guy and he's kind of like listening because he figures okay this guy's gonna jump me at some point yeah and he doesn't right. jump him they just go walk, marching off into the woods he turns around and the guy is like, I just, I just, I just don't, let's not do this, man. I just, and, um, just openly weeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, you know, the, he'd, he'd broken that guy and not even through any threat of violence. He said, we're going to take care of this. But yeah, I think that forced of will. I'm thinking, thinking on that. I wonder, though, too, you know, that was back when they used to like guys, guys, that, guys had the choice of, well, look. You can go six. You can spend six months in jail, or you can join the army. And right. so, some of those guys were probably at the point where, oh, crap! I really, like, that's if I get if I get in a fight right now, I'm going back to jail. And uh, so, I, yeah, I don't. I, it, it's probably my advice to the kids would be don't to do that, not to do that. But there is a little bit of that kind of full metal jacket thing, you know, when they're talking about how they don't want Marines to be not not to assault your boss. Is that what you're well, not to be. Is? They don't want guys to be robots like it at right. your at your place of employment or like in certain branches of the military. They don't want them to be robots. You had to like, did you have you had coaches like that? Probably that kind of were cool with it. If every now and then you flipped out on them. Oh, are you kidding me? What? One thousand percent. I'm yeah. sure you did, too. I mean, yeah. we ha- especially I think that. That's also something I think is real specific to to both offense and defensive lines. I mean, I yeah. think like the offensive line for sure. I mean, I'm sure you saw like a lot of line coaches are like a little crazy. Yeah. I mean, a little crazy. I mean, my college coach who played, you know, in the league for 13 years. Do you know George Yarno? Does that even ring a bell? But no, uh, you know, but that guy, I mean, he was the best coach I ever had, but he also, he was a, he was a psychopath. I mean, complete psychopath. I mean, he, they had changed coaches when I, after I had committed to ASU and I showed up on campus and, you know, the guy, the admin walking me around, is like, Hey, I want you to meet the the new guy. You know, we saw there was some turnover after you committed. It's like, why don't you come meet him? And we go down into the, into the weight room. He's like, Oh, maybe he's in the locker room and walk in and he's in the locker room. And he's just completely naked. And <laughs> he just comes walking down. doesn't even no humility whatsoever. Just like full dangle, no issue walks right up. And he looks at me. And the admin's like, uh, hey, uh, hey, coach, this is uh, this is Drew Hodgson. He's one of the new freshmen. He goes, uh, it's like, oh, okay. And did anyone call you Ram Man? You have like no neck at all. You just ran <laughs> your head into things and then just turns and walks away. And I was like, okay, this guy's, uh, this guy's, this guy's got it. He's, he's got, got he's it. Got, he's got the it factor. He's got the it factor. Yeah, I think about guys like that, and I uh, and 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 they do really well a lot of times. You know, like Jeff Stoutland. Yeah. Jeff Stoutland's the offensive line coach for the Eagles. And he has been through, I think, three different head coaches, maybe four, four different head coaches because he's awesome. But he, yeah. his first time as an offensive line coach was at Cornell when I was there. So back in the mid 90s. And I, don't, I think he'd been a defensive coach up to that point. So he was kind of learning on the fly. But he's a guy that if you, there's so many guys like this in football. If you looked at their weaknesses and their drawbacks, 
and just amplified those, people would say, well, this guy's never going to make it because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because of this, that or the other thing. But they make up for it so much with what they're actually good at. And they're and, and I think sometimes like sometimes their deficits allow them to stockpile talent in the other aspects. Like Jeff Stoutland just deeply, deeply cares about the guys that he coaches. Yep. And right. I think he's got a real insane attention to detail. And it overcomes a lot of the other things where he's just kind of funny. Like he's quirky. He's like, it sounds like, like uh, your guy. He's just yeah. kind of, he's just kind of quirky in some ways. But once guys realize how much he loves them, it yes. just, it makes him that much more of a great bought, coach. Bought in. You know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, sometimes I wonder, like, man, I try to, I try way too hard to just, uh, suppress some of my quirkiness sometimes i mean that's like the that's the that's the special formula for those guys those personality yeah. types i mean they they're so hard on you they're so demanding they're so aggressive and kind of weird and wonky you don't know sometimes like where you stand but at the same time you know that they love you i mean he they, those guys love their players so drew this is what happens when we wait four months in between podcasts <laughs> I, uh, told you we're going to keep this to a really concise and clear Crisp 20 minutes on, by, on task yeah. by the numbers explanation of the Pancha Karma cleanse. And, uh, and we didn't quite do that, but that's all right. We'll, we'll refine it as we move forward. Everybody, uh, this is what I'm doing now, Drew. Fitjoint.com mm. is my health and fitness website. There's, there's a total of one article on there right now. Um, but it's, uh, I but it's impactful. It's impactful. <laughs> I'm focusing on people whose bodies are all beat to hell either because they were athletes or they got in an accident or maybe they were in the military, whatever it might be. But now they're like in their thirties, forties and beyond. And they, they still want to work out, uh, but they're not douchebags about it. You know, I'm not going to give mm-hmm. you any big motivational Instagram video of, uh, you know, finding your inner meerkat or something like that. It's mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have fun on this thing, but that's what I'm going to promote on this, po- on this uh, podcast, fitjoint.com. Perfect. I'm probably like, yeah, and email me, Seth at fitjoint.com if uh, if you if you want to get on an email list or something like that. You're gonna awesome. write so go ahead and write an article for me, Drew, and then uh, and and we'll convene next week. Yeah, yeah. Does it have to actually be about anything related to fitness or can we just I can just No, it can just be whatever full freelance yeah, your, your <laughs> okay. dog, Got whatever. It. Yeah. So. Yeah. All yeah. right, buddy. Take it easy. All right. Wait a second. Let me stop recording. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.